be really, really specific about the vision for what it is that you want. And I think the more clear that you can be about what it is that you want, the universe wants it for you. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? <laughs> no way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast question for you. Have you ever thought about pivoting your career, but then you think better of it because you currently have everything you had always dreamed of? Well, my guest today can relate all too well. During the pandemic, she did the unthinkable and walked away from her dream job only to find more success, more joy, more freedom on the other side. A few years ago, Rebecca Zung was an extremely successful divorce attorney. In 2020, she spent her quarantine using her experience in high conflict negotiation to share how to negotiate with narcissists on YouTube. Since then, she's gained about 40 million views in the last three years, and her podcast, Negotiate Your Best Life, is now ranked in the top 0.5% of podcasts globally, and it is growing steadily. You heard that right. In only three years, Rebecca went from being a top 1% attorney in the country to a traumatic experience as an entrepreneur with a narcissistic business partner to becoming an almost eight-figure digital entrepreneur. If you're like how I was, how in the world did she do it? Then this episode is for you. Rebecca was forced to overcome her mindset, negotiate with bullies while staying in her own integrity, and she had to dissolve a business partnership, which all propelled her to teach what she's learned from this experience and then create a digital course that immediately skyrocketed and became a seven-figure annual business. This year, she worked with one of the top literary agents in the world to publish her brand new book called Slay the Bully, How to Negotiate with a Narcissist and Win, which is a playbook on dealing with narcissists, whether in your personal or your professional life. And this is all because she listened to that tiny little voice in her head that told her she can pivot her career. It is not too late and she can build a digital business based on her own personal experiences. In our conversation today, she's sharing exactly how she did it and she empowers you to listen to that nagging voice whenever it speaks to you. I know you're going to love hearing from her and hearing her story. So without further ado, Rebecca, welcome to the show. What if you could find, track, and close deals all in one place? And what if your schedule and your goals, your to-do list and emails were organized in one tab instead of dozens? What if connecting with customers didn't leave you with so many what ifs? And what if I stopped talking in questions and just told you about HubSpot Sales Hub? Meet the new powerful and easy to use sales software designed to help sales teams prospect smarter, grow revenue faster, and mine deeper customer insights all on one connected platform. With HubSpot Sales Hubs, your data, tools, and teams are fully linked on a highly customizable platform that's actually a joy to use. It's smart software for smart sales teams who want to close the year strong. Visit HubSpot.com sales to learn more. That's HubSpot.com slash sales. 
This episode is sponsored by The League, a dating app designed for goal-oriented singles. Download The League app today and message hashtag goalmate in your in-app concierge to skip the wait and graduate to the dating app with higher standards. Rebecca, welcome to the Gold Digger podcast. Thank you for having me. So excited to be here and so excited to be with you. Okay, so I know your work today. And I think what's so amazing is that most people that are listening, if they're familiar with you and your work, they know what you do now. But you have a super interesting background. In fact, that was one of the things that caught my attention when I started learning more about who you are, how you show up in the world, how you serve. You were recognized by US News as one of the best lawyers in America. Tell me about your career journey and how you went from there to where we are now today. Yeah, it was a little bit of a journey for me because I was actually just had this conversation with somebody yesterday. I thought that the journey for me was I wanted to be the best possible divorce lawyer on the planet. And I had this, I set out to build this massive practice and you know, that was the top rung for me. Right. And so I I remember actually when I went in to be interviewed as a law student that the lawyers that I was interviewing with had this big book on their desk and it said the best lawyers in America. And it was, yes. you know, this US news thing. And I was so impressed. And they had this big velvet bookmark. And I thought, oh my God, it would be so amazing to get my name in that book. And, you know, it was that was my goal was to get that. And you know, it was, that's like the top, the top 1% of, of lawyers. And so for me to build my practice to get there and, and divorce lawyers that are, that specialize in high net worth divorce litigation are, it's a very specialized area of the law. You have to know trust law, business law, tax law. There's a very, you know, when you're, divorcing a nurse and a teacher or something that's it's not as complicated but to know how to divorce wealthy people you have to be able to understand a lot of very complicated areas of the law and so I came up through the ranks that way and so by the time 2017 rolled around I was very much at the top of my game. And I had represented household names that you would know. And I was on television on a regular basis. I was being called upon by extra to comment when celebrities were being, you know, were divorcing, you know, you'll, you can Google my name and you'll see, you know, when Brad and Angelina were getting divorced, I was on TV and I, you know, when Liam and Miley were getting divorced, there I was. And so I really thought that was it. But really what happened was I became a prisoner of my success. And so I was, I, I would say I built it and it ate me. I had no life literally no life. Mm. And my daughter was just finishing eighth grade. And I was like, seeing the end of the road. And I thought, I remember so vividly that she was in private school, and I had marked myself out to leave 
at noon because the moms were getting together to go to take the kids to lunch and go to the blow dry bar and get makeup done because they had an eighth grade graduation that night. And I was like, not going to make it because all these emergencies were happening with my clients. And I wanted to go with the moms and the girls to go to the blow dry bar and go get makeup done. And my paralegal was like, you're not going to get, you're not going to make it. You know, there's all these things are blowing up with these cases. And I'm like, I'm going to the blow dry bar. This is what's happening. And, and I just literally left and my clients were pissed and whatever. And I did not care because it was like, and so I just, decided I had to get out of that. So I merged my practice with two other guys mm. and we moved from Naples, Florida to LA at that time because I really wanted space and I wanted more entrepreneurial endeavors and I wanted more space to create. And I realized I was more of a creator at heart at that point. And I had already written one best-selling book at that point, which was Breaking Free, a step-by-step -step divorce guide. And so that's when I got into more entrepreneurial endeavors. And in one of those, that's when I ended up with a woman who turned out to be a narcissist. Let's talk about this. So I love what you were saying about you built this incredible career, right? You hit the top of the top. Like you were doing things probably beyond your wildest dreams and visions and yet I think like so many of us, especially women who are achievers, we reach those quote peaks and all of a sudden we're like, this isn't what I thought or like this doesn't feel like I thought it would feel. And we're kind of faced with this like invitation of like, we have to redefine what success looks like for us and figure out how do we either move away from what is not serving us or move towards what is. So you walked away from this practice that most lawyers only dream of having and you start this new endeavor. Talk about this narcissist and how it kind of opened doors that maybe you hadn't really seen right in front of you. Yes, I had really reached, you know, this pinnacle of success and thought, I mean, to the point that other lawyers had called the guy that I was merging my practice with and thought and asked if I had cancer, like, like, why would she walk away from this size of a practice? Like, I was literally, you know, at the top of my game. And yeah, so I got into this business endeavor with this woman who was, you know, it's one thing to advocate on behalf of others. But when you are in, for me, in a partnership with someone who's supposed to be your equal, and it was a female, and, and this person turned out to be what I didn't have the uh, language for at the time, a covert, passive aggressive narcissist. Everybody thought she was so nice and she was very charming. And, you know, I didn't speak up when I saw things happening. I didn't, I didn't. I felt I, I was transported back to when I had been bullied as a kid and I had lived this whole mm. life already 
very successful. I thought I had processed all of these emotions from when I had been bullied as a kid for being Asian. You know, here I'd had this whole big life back in Naples, Florida, where I was on top of my game. I had a lot of friends. I had, you know, I was married. I made my daughter, you know, like my life was good, you know, and I had, you know, mind you, I gotten married when I was 19. I had the first time I had three kids by the time I was 22. I had, cause I had dropped out of college. I went back to law school at night and had met my second husband, who I'm still married to now, when I was still in my 20s. I had gone back to University of Miami and gone to night school and went to law school 100% on student loans. And so I had literally gotten out of the trenches, you know, and built this law practice, you know, so I had come up from the ranks. And so, you know, I really felt like I was on top of my game. And when this happened, I really was very stymied at this point, I, I, confused. I was thinking about it in the middle of the night, ruminating about it, obsessing about it, brushing my teeth in the morning, obsessing about it, talking to my husband, talking to my friends, you know, walking around my house, you know, it just was so feeling this pit in my stomach constantly about this situation. And, but not sure what was going on in my life at that time. And it really threw me for a loop. Really threw me for a loop. So what did you do? Because there was a turn of events with this. Yeah. How did this situation lead you into what you're doing today and what you're now known for? Yeah. So I ended up going on vacation and it was only in July of 2019. So we're not talking about all that long ago. I remember going on vacation with my husband and my daughter, and we were in Hawaii. And we went up to the top of a mountain in Mount Haleakala, which I don't know if you've ever done that, but you get up in the morning, you go to sunrise, yep. and it's so beautiful. It's literally like heaven on earth. And my my daughter, it's like 2.30 in the morning. It's like you go from like 90 degrees to like 30 degrees, but it's beautiful. I mean, literally stunning. And my daughter, who was 17 at the time, she says, mom, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. It's heaven on earth. And I'm up there with the people I love. And my daughter says this. And, and I said, yeah, it is. It's gorgeous. It's heaven on earth. And all I could think about was this narcissistic person. And I thought, no, 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 no. You do not get to be here. You do not get to be here in heaven on earth. And that was that. The person who walked up that mountain was not the same person who walked down. I mm. literally made a decision in that moment that I was done. And I realized in that moment I was being a victim. Every moment that I gave that person, I was allowing myself to be a victim. And I made a decision in that moment. I was getting out of that 
partnership. And as soon as I got back from vacation, I told her I was done. And I told, I, you know, I, I was going to make it, you know, amicable, but of course she couldn't do that. But that's a whole other thing. But I decided I was going to finish my book, Negotiate Like You Matter, which I sent it out for endorsements. And I didn't even know Robert Shapiro, but he immediately emails me back and says, call me. And I was like, okay. So I called him and he says, he offers to write the foreword for the book. So like magic starts to happen. And during that time, I was teaching myself the YouTube algorithms and I started following Russell Brunson and I was learning about funnels and things like that. And so I started to do some YouTube videos. I thought I would do negotiation in general. And I started making videos on like clothing color psychology and how to get a job and things like that. I was getting like 30 views on YouTube, like nothing much. And at the same time, I'm Somebody told me about narcissism and this person had been a covert passive aggressive narcissist. And I thought, what is that? I never even heard that term before. Yeah. And so I'm voraciously learning everything I can about narcissism, not for anything other than for myself. But then I was still practicing law part time. So I was still flying back to Florida a week, a month from L.A., so I started applying what I was learning about narcissism to my cases. And lo and behold, it's like I discovered penicillin. All of a sudden, I start seeing movement in these people. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm totally onto something. So in January of 2020, I do one video on how to negotiate with a narcissist I had 300 subscribers on my YouTube channel at that point, and I got 700 views on that video. I thought, oh, okay, I'm totally onto something here. So I decided to create a course called Slay Your Negotiation with a Narcissist, and I came up with this acronym SLAY, Strategy, Leverage, yeah. Anticipate, and You. I decide, let me see if I can get the intellectual property on the word slay, which I was able to do. So I own that word. And I decide I'm going to go live with this course on March 11th, which I had no idea what's going to happen in the world at this point. <laughs> and yeah. I do. I go live with it on March 11th. And I, I, I came up with this webinar, Three Must Have Secrets to Communicating with a Narcissist, which, by the way, is still my evergreen webinar. And Love. by January of 2021, I had uh, over 100,000 subscribers on my channel. I know that for sure. And I had made $1.1 million on that course. Oh my gosh. Do you like fast-paced and packed with value stories of successful entrepreneurs from failures to aha moments to what's working for them today? 
If so, you will love Entrepreneurs on Fire, hosted by my friend, John Lee Dumas. Entrepreneurs on Fire stokes inspiration and shares strategies to fire up your entrepreneurial journey and create the life you've always dreamed of. Their recent episodes about starting an RV rental business, the future of real estate, and how to cultivate a mindset of resilience have all got my wheels turning on how to generate more revenue and fulfillment. Listen to Entrepreneurs on Fire wherever you get your podcasts. If you listen to Gold Digger, I know you're success-oriented, driven, and motivated to dig your biggest goals. And now it is time for you to meet your match with a partner who is just as ambitious as you are. The League is a dating app designed for goal-oriented singles who refuse to settle, who are looking for someone who shares their ambition and will challenge them to dream even bigger. Like if I was single, the league is definitely where I would go to meet my match. This is how you know the dating pool will be up to your gold standard. You must apply to the league. If accepted, you'll join a community full of driven, independent, career-focused singles with high standards, big goals, and a desire to meet their equal. The league is for gold diggers from all backgrounds to find a partner who has a mission, vision, and purpose for their life and digs your goals too, but not your gold. So calling all single gold diggers, if you want to meet your equal, your soulmate and your goalmate, download the league app today and message hashtag goalmate to your in-app concierge to skip the wait and graduate to the dating app with higher standards. Okay, so let's talk about this, because one thing I love about your story, Rebecca, is like you were learning all of these pieces of the puzzle, but we weren't quite sure exactly how they were all going to fit together. Right. You're learning YouTube algorithms. You're learning funnels. You're learning about digital courses. You're learning about all these things. And isn't it interesting to think, too, that you could have gone with an entirely different lens, hit a totally different market or no market at all, and how you kind of uncovered like, wait, this is getting traction. This is proof people are interested. This is where I can go. Walk me through what it's been like since you published that first video on YouTube, saw that traction. Did you go hard? Did you go deep? Like, how did you kind of let that, like, let the people speak of what they're most curious about and help that guide your next steps? Yeah, it wasn't so easy for me because I wasn't, when I saw that first one hit, I thought, okay, I definitely need to make more content around that. But then I thought, I don't know if I really want to be the narcissism queen. You know, like it wasn't like <laughs> right. I really wanted to be negotiation. Like that was sort of where I wanted to go. But then I thought, well, let me just make eight videos on this. And I had talked to my brother who, my brother was one of the founding executives of a company called DoubleClick, which is a, was a digital company, which was originally uh, purchased by Google a long time ago. And so he was like, you know, just ride the wave, you know? I mean, he just thought ride the wave. And at the time he was in the middle of a messy divorce and, you know, and I thought, okay, well, maybe I'll just do this for a little while and just see how it goes, you know? So, and it was really, honestly, when I started, the other piece of it, frankly, was I wasn't really ready to talk about my experience with having been in, in that relationship because I thought, how did I end up there? 
It was kind of shameful for me, you know. Interesting. Yeah, because I thought I'm supposed to be strong. I was supposed to be this badass attorney. How did I end up there? And then I thought, I need to get over this blame and shame. And I needed to really let people know that they don't attach themselves to you because you have so little value. They attach themselves to you because you have so much. And they're Mm. really good at what they do. You know, they're good at mirroring you. They're good at love bombing you. And they're, and it's not just a romantic relationship. It's business relationships. It's all kinds of relationships. So I wanted to let people know that it could be anybody, you know, and the more authentic and vulnerable I got, the more traction I got. You know, and and I couldn't be anybody but myself because, you know, I am, I, at least I try to be the same, you know, here and here and here, you know, I want to believe that I'm the same if we're having coffee or if we're having this conversation, you know, on a podcast. Right. And so I wanted people to know that it can happen to anybody. And the more I did that, the more views I started to get and the more people I started to help. What did it feel like going from that like very powerful position as a lawyer to this more like vulnerable, authentic person? You're you're no longer necessarily representing other people in their stories. You're telling your story. And I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, that is so hard. I know so many entrepreneurs who just want to hide behind their work, right? Where it's like, look, but don't look too close. But I do think that you touched on something, that authenticity and that vulnerability is what connects human to human. And the fact that you are this strong, powerful woman and this still happened to you is a sign that it, again, can happen to anyone and it likely is. And so what did it feel like kind of putting on that new identity of like, okay, I can be me and I can tell my story and it can be received. How was that experience? It was hard at first. It was really hard. Yeah. I I mean, honestly, I, you know, but... The more emails and messages that I got, the easier that it got. Because I truly get, I mean, now it's thousands, but they come in every single day, literally every day. I have a full team now of VAs that answer my emails and texts and DMs. It's literally full time of people whose lives we touch. And my head of sales, actually, Mm. she made the point that the people whose lives that we're changing, it's not just them, it's generational. And when she said Mm -hmm. that, I literally Mm -hmm. got chills down to my core. One thing I love about your story is that this didn't unfold all that long ago, right? I think a lot of times we have entrepreneurs that come on that have such high levels of success, but they started so long ago. But this piece of your story only started a few years ago. So can you walk me through what it was like going from you, solopreneur, learning all the things, recording the YouTubes to now having a team of VAs and all of these different things? Because I think for a lot of entrepreneurs listening, they're at that beginning place where they're wearing all the 
hats. They're doing all the things. And so what have the last few years looked like as you've expanded, as you've done, you know, millions of dollars in sales and gotten millions of views on YouTube? How have you kind of grown this into a business that has like a team supporting it? It was actually so hard because especially it, it happened so fast. It happened so fast. And, but this year yeah. I hired a COO. I have TD Jakes's former COO and it has been so helpful. And he actually, you know, I now have a full suite of salespeople and I have, you know, a CFO, but it was so hard. I was sitting with a friend of mine who, sources, executives, just because our kids happen to go to UC Davis together. And her name is Tracy Porterfield. I don't know if you know her, but she... Oh, I she's Hobie Porterfield's ex-wife. And yes. Amy is one of my best friends. Yes, exactly. So I know Tracy. Yes. yes. Yeah. So Tracy's son goes to UC Davis with my daughter and our kids are like best friends. And so we happened to be having dinner together about a year ago now. And I was like, I think I need a COO. I'm like literally drowning. And she said, well, I will look around and see if I can find you one. And I said, I don't know if I'm quite ready. And she looked at me and she's like, you're ready. <laughs> That's so, so awesome. Yeah. And so I said, okay, I think maybe I am. And she's like, you're ready. So she found me this guy who is literally has saved me so much. And it's been amazing to have him really amazing. But it was hard to let go of the reins. Very hard. Very hard. I think most entrepreneurs experience that is like, you have to loosen the grip, right? Like we get so used to white knuckling different aspects of our businesses and our lives. And it's like, once you start to loosen the grip, you start to experience the freedom that you likely were after when you started this whole thing in the first place. One thing that I'm super curious about. So once your channel started gaining that traction, you kind of shifted into digital products. So you built online programs, you have your own podcast, you continue to share all of your information, you have books. So can you kind of share a little bit about like how how you decided where to go next in terms of where you were showing up on the platforms for people listening. I think a lot of people might have one platform that they're confident in and they're showing up on, but you kind of started to expand, which then expanded both your reach and your income. So what did that look like for you? Well, I really started with YouTube and let me tell you why. And and, and then I went into Instagram. I mean, and so the reason why I started with YouTube, and I really highly recommend if you're trying to figure out where do I start and then where do I go next, is because yeah. YouTube is a search engine first and foremost. And it's the second largest search engine owned by the first largest search engine. And that is why I strategically chose YouTube first. It is 24-7 free traffic. It is different and you have to think of it differently than you think about any other social media platform. And most people think of it as another social media platform and it is really not. If you think about Instagram or you think about Facebook and you do a post, that post is really gone after 24 hours or maybe 48 if you're lucky. But with YouTube, 
if somebody goes in and searches, you know, divorcing a narcissist or breaking up with a narcissistic business partner or whatever, that video, even if it's two years old, will pop up when it says videos if it's relevant. And so people will click on it, they'll see it. And you know, you want to show up in search, you want to show up in suggested, and that video will still show up in search or suggested if the keywords are right, if the description is right, if you know your algorithms, you understand algorithms, which is something that I really know a lot about at this point in my life. So if you understand that, it'll still be relevant and it'll it's 24-7 free traffic. So even if you don't have a dollar to your name to start a business, it is a really great way to, you know, start. And all you need is a decent microphone and um, understanding how to do the videos as well. So I would say start there and then you can repurpose that content and drive everything else to your YouTube. So then, you know, all your other platforms then are used to drive the traffic back to YouTube. That's what I would recommend. And that's how I, that's how I did it. My Instagram really, all, everything else was served that way. Almost all of my traffic has been organic. I still haven't really mastered the paid traffic game. And I have 220,000 on my email list. I have 120,000 on my Facebook group. I mean, and I, I still haven't figured out the paid media very well. I've tested it a little bit, but I still haven't figured out how to do it very well. So that's my recommendation. Well, it seems like you're doing just fine without it. How are you leveraging your content then to do the important things like you just referenced, grow your email list, sell your course, get your book out into the world? How are you leveraging your content in a thoughtful way? Because I think a lot of times people get really good on the platform, but then they're not thinking about the bigger ecosystem or the fact that they want to get people into a place where they can more so control the experience and maybe have those invitations or those call to actions to take that next step, whatever it looks like. So what I have done is then I take my whatever it is that I'm doing and I put it out onto my my YouTube and I put it out onto my is it my Instagram, whether it's my now it's my TikTok or whatever it is. And then I push it back to my call to action, whatever it is. So if I, if I say, okay, now I'm pushing out a webinar or I'm pushing out a, you know, most recently I have a certification course, you know, and I've been doing a webinar for that. So I'll, you know, ask people to opt in to whatever it is that I am doing. So if it's a webinar or, you know, whatever it is, then I use my stories. I use my Instagram and I get people to sign up for the live or, you know, I still have an evergreen as well. So the way I have done it traditionally is I have a YouTube video. I have a freebie. I have people opt in. They go to an email nurture sequence. The email nurture sequence then invites them to the free webinar and they watch the free webinar and the free webinar then sells the course. I mean, that's how I've made, you know, I, I still make 
six figures a month on that. So, I mean, that's what I have traditionally done. Now with the certification, because my certification course is, you know, a larger ticket item, I do have a live webinar for that. And I have them book a call for that to my sales team, because that is something that, you know, is a little bit more of a nurturing process to sell. So, you know, I have that. I'm getting ready to launch a a mastermind that's going to have three different levels. And that's going to be launched at my virtual book launch event. And we're going to sell that in a little bit of a different process as well. But I think, you know, now that I have a much bigger community, I have options. You know, once you have a big list, you have... And I have a huge Facebook group as well. You know, I say to all everybody, you know, you have, as Russell Brunson always says, you have traffic that you control. I have a big community and my fans, I'm very grateful, are extremely loyal to me. You know, I mean, once you make an impact on people's lives, you know, they want to be with you more. They want to do things with you, you know. And if you nurture them and if you are respectful of them and honor them, then they will want to be with you and do things with you. So, I mean, I think that that's that's what I have done. You know, I have only just recently started to think about creating more strategic partnerships. You know, I just recently talked to Lisa Bilyeu because she and I were saying, hey, we have communities that very much complement each other and say, and saying, Hey, we should do more things, you know, so we're talking about that. And, you know, I think that there's a whole lot more opportunity for me with that. I just, you know, I have, because of the size of my list and, and, and things like that, I know that I have a lot more opportunities you know, my podcast is in the top 0.5%, but the, all of that is really a function of the fact that I focused on YouTube and the power of SEO. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You might not know this about me, but one of my favorite roles that I play in life is being a host. That's why Drew and I are hosts on Airbnb. If you want to generate extra income and have space to share, you should definitely check out Airbnb. As a mom and full-time entrepreneur, it's been super easy to fit hosting into my schedule. Over the last few years, we've had many visitors and we've even been voted Superhost several times. Whether you've bought properties as an investment or have unused rooms waiting to be shared, hosting on Airbnb is the practical and profitable choice. And just think about it. If you've put a ton of time, effort, and work into your home, someone out there probably would love to experience it while they're traveling. So next time you're planning a trip or want to make some extra pocket change from your spaces, consider hosting on Airbnb. The hosting process is simple, practical, and tailored to you. Your home might be worth more than you think, Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's the life and work hack for you. Ever since I started getting dressed in the mornings before working from home, I have been more productive and efficient. I guess the saying dress for success is actually true, which is why I am obsessed with quince. 
Quince offers luxury fashion without the hefty price tag. With prices ranging from 50 to 80% less than similar brands, it's a no-brainer to choose Quince for timeless style at unbeatable prices. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the middleman, passing the savings on to us, the savvy shoppers. Personally, I've snagged the Italian leather bow ballet flats. They've truly become a wardrobe staple. And let's not forget about their stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, which adds this touch of sophistication to any outfit. Whether I'm working from home, dressing up for a date night, or a play date with friends, Quince always delivers in style, quality, and affordability. If you're ready to elevate your wardrobe without breaking the bank, join me in embracing the Quince revolution. Trust me, your closet and your wallet will thank you. Indulge in affordable luxury at quince.com slash gold digger for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash gold digger to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Let me tell you, I love it when I find a way to blend style and comfort. This is why I am obsessed with Jenny Kane. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed a breeze. We're talking minimalist, effortless, yet totally refined, which is exactly my vibe. I wear Jenny Kane's house slippers every single day. I even sent a pair to my best friend, and I've been on the hunt for the perfect shoe for travel. I just grabbed their suede kitten heels. They are timeless, easy to pack. And when I wear them, I get compliments. And it also helps that they are super comfortable. I've also got a quick shout out their sweaters. The oversized cotton fisherman and the cotton cocoon are perfection for everyday wear. And even as the weather warms up, they are absolutely staying in my rotation. Now, the best part about this brand is that you can mix and match the pieces effortlessly. Pair their sweaters with classic denim or a simple slip dress and you You've got a look that's put together without even trying. Jenny Kane believes in the art of simplicity. And on top of the amazing clothes, they even have home essentials. We're talking timeless furniture, cozy pillows and throws, and the most incredible candles. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use the code GOLDDIGGER15 at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I. K-A-Y-N-E dot com promo code gold digger 15. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Rebecca, what would you say if somebody was listening to this show right now and they are where you once were? Maybe what the world would deem as successful or they've achieved that thing that they thought was never going to be possible for them, but they woke up and they were like, this is not what I want. This is not what I want for my life. What would you say to somebody? Because this was you not that long ago and people probably thought you were crazy for walking away from what you walked away from. But look at what has unfolded in your life since making that decision. So what would, what advice would you give to somebody listening that might be where you once were? Oh my gosh. I have had so many times of people who were naysayers for me. Do you know that when I decided to go back to law school with three babies, people said, why would you want to go to law school? Everybody graduating from law school is bagging groceries right now. There's too many lawyers. <laughs> yes, somebody actually said that to me. And I remember saying, well, somebody is going to get a job. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be me? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I yes. mean, like you just have to close your ears and you just have to do your thing. I mean, I really believe that I think sometimes people are jealous and they just 
they don't want to sometimes see people succeed. I think our brains are not wired for success. They're wired for survival. And, you know, I think that we are, I don't want to say fear-based, but sometimes scarcity-based. And, you know, we literally have to retrain our brains to, to do the thing. And, you know, I think that if you just create, you know, the essence lay for me. So I have strategy, leverage, anticipate, and you, right? And the S in slay is to create a vision. The first thing you have to do is create a vision. And so many times people are in defense mode so often and they think, you know, I just want them to stop lying or I just don't, don't want to be living like this anymore, whatever it is. And they don't stop to think, what is it that I actually want? You know, I really want this. You know, I want to have, you know, whatever settlement it is, or I want to create this goal in my life and be really, really specific about the vision for what it is that you want. And I think the more clear that you can be about what it is that you want, the universe wants it for you. Like for me, like when I said, okay, I don't want to live this life. Every moment I'm giving this person, I'm being a victim. And I said, I want to be in create mode. The universe just lined up for me, right? Like when you decide like the word side, actually the root of that is side. It's to kill, to cut off. And so when you decide you're killing off any other possibilities and you just, if you're a hundred percent, you're all of your cells in your body just line up for that. And it's so incredible. And it, it it's like light waves, you know? And I just think that you can just go for it. Where can everybody find out more about you, learn from you, get their hands on your new book? Give me all the places that they can get more Rebecca. Yeah. So my new book is Slay the Bully, How to Negotiate with a Narcissist and When. And they can go to slaythebully.com. And I actually am so excited because we are going to be having, oh, this is dropping after the, our launch event. But uh, so just go to slaythebully.com and you can get tons and tons of bonuses and including a masterclass and a, a workbook and, you know, access to behind the scenes things, you know, so slaythebully.com and, you know, you'll learn how to actually negotiate with a narcissist, which, you know, it'll literally change your life, literally change your life so that you can be free. You can be free and live the life that you were meant to live. That's what it's all about. You know, at your highest level, your highest purpose. And we were all meant to do great things. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Congratulations on your new book. It was such a pleasure talking to you. And I love watching you soar. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And you're amazing too. 
I love conversations like this because it often reminds me how we as human beings, and especially as ambitious women, love to chase society's idea of success. And oftentimes when we arrive, quote unquote, we recognize that maybe the world's definition of success isn't ours. It doesn't feel the way we thought it would feel. And I just love Rebecca's story because not only did she move away from what was no longer serving her, where she had found immense success, but she claimed different currencies for her life, joy, time, freedom, authenticity, vulnerability. And she found so much success doing that. I enjoyed today's conversation. I hope you did too. Please take a minute to rate and review the show if you haven't done so yet. And thank you so much for giving me your most valuable asset, your time today. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Let's face it, life and business can be stressful. And it's not just your mind that suffers when you're feeling tense or anxious. Stress can also affect your digestion and your immune system too. So what do we do about it? Introducing Just Calm, the breakthrough new stress soothing formula from Just Thrive. Say hello to a steady, serene, more relaxed you. Just Calm's proprietary mood lifting blend is clinically proven to help you relax and breathe a little easier in as little as four weeks. And for Next Level Mood TLC, there's Just Thrive Probiotic. This is the probiotic my whole family swears by. This spore probiotic banishes bloat and constipation so your gut can produce more serotonin, which is your happy hormone. Plus, it supports better sleep so you can wake up feeling refreshed and revitalized. With Just Calm and Just Thrive Probiotic, you'll have the ultimate stress-fighting duo to help you win the day every day. To learn more about Just Thrive, tune into episode 734 with their founder, Tina Anderson. I loved chatting with her about the gut-brain connection. And if you're ready to take control and live your healthiest life yet, you can get 20% off your first 90-day bottle of Just Calm and Just Thrive Probiotic today. Visit justthrivehealth.com and use a promo code GOLDDIGGER. Take control today with Just Thrive. That's justthrivehealth.com, promo code GOLDDIGGER.